Yeah. I'm back, bitch. YSP. It's safe to say, it ain't safe to say. But I'm about to say a whole lot. I'm gonna start by saying this though. Uh, it's too dirty to play it safe. <laughs> Welcome, family, to another episode of Flavoring Your Ear, episode 22, hosted by none other than your boy, Mac Drew Wop, bringing you guys classic gems, today's gems, current events, past events, and just just things that you can take throughout your day and hopefully a positive voice throughout the day. So if you're tuning in this week, hopefully it's good enough for you to tune in next week. So let's get into it. Like we always do around this time. If you haven't already, go and follow the Instagram at Flavoring Your Ear on IG. That's F L A V R in your ear. And from there, I got the Twitter page. I got the Patreon. I got the Cash App. We're taking Cash App donations. Uh, first and foremost, all donations go straight towards the business. Another thing, I need a DJ. Any local DJs, anybody that's willing to do a mix for about three to five minutes, a quick mix, I'll give you your own segment on this show and everything. So, if you know somebody that's a DJ that's hungry, tell them to holler at me and we can do something. Um, and if you haven't already, we have a brand new YouTube page up that's up right now. And we got the first video up called The Rise, The Fall, and The Rise Again, presented by Flaving Your Ear. Hosted by yours truly, Drew Up and my boy Tay. And we're talking about Antonio Brown. And for those who are asking, why'd you choose Antonio Brown? That's so random. Well, it's really not. Because if you're an OG follower of the podcast you was listening to way back in the day. I'm talking about back when we was on Anchor and we was recording off a cell phone. At the time, Antonio Brown was wilding. And we were talking about current events then and that's when the podcast was very more expanded and we was talking about sports uh, sports everyday politics and we didn't really have a direction at the time but in the midst of that Antonio Brown kept making guest appearances on the podcast just because of how he was acting so it felt necessary when he won the Super Bowl that we talked about him you know what I'm saying? We was doing so much time knocking him, and then he kind of rose up from the concrete, like a rose in concrete. You know what I'm saying? So I called on my boy Tay, and I was like, look, we got to do it again. We got to bring it back. We got to bring it back. So that's what we did. I think we had a great presentation. I put something together real smooth, like it was funny. It was fun. Had a great time doing it. And there's so much more to come. Uh, more solo projects within the YouTube page, more visual aspects that we can't give you guys on the audio platforms. But for all my visual people, we got you and we coming strong. So follow the YouTube page, like, comment, subscribe, all that good jazz. And just keep it pushing, man, because we got something cooking right here with this one. And, and it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. So. With that being said, let's kick off the show.
get straight into it. I hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope if you were somebody that was snowed in and couldn't get out the house because of, if you're someone really in the southern region, northern region, Midwest area, you probably were snowed in, couldn't do too much. And I pray that everybody is safe, everybody is warm, that the snow has probably dissipated in, in within your local city. I as well couldn't get out. That was some crazy shit. Um, Tennessee doesn't usually get snow like that, and it was coming down on us. So if it was coming down on us, I know it was coming down on my people in Memphis, and I know for sure it was coming down on people in Texas. And, you know, I got I got family in Texas, um, and, you know, I had someone close to me that was in Texas that was caught up in that as well. So my prayers go out to anybody and everybody in Texas Shout out to all the people doing good deeds out there, giving back, donating. Um, it's unfortunate. There's people out there that are about to get hit with high-ass electric and power bills. The infrastructure in Texas just wasn't built for it. And it was kind of, in a way, like a national disaster. I guess that would classify as a national disaster. I don't know. I don't really know what cl classifies as one. But to me, that was on every news outlet, so it might as well have been. And, you know... A lot of lack thereof of leadership, you know, wasn't really <laughs> wasn't really helpful. It was crazy is the Texas Senator Ted Cruz, Mr. Cruz himself, the former lawyer, um, somebody that knows the Constitution like the back of their hand, decided he said, hey, fuck this. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to get, he's like, listen, get you some money and you get a trip to Cancun. But let me just break that one down for a little minute. The man Ted Cruz, for anybody that doesn't know, doesn't pay attention to politics or any or isn't even on social media, uh, the senator, senator of Texas, Ted Cruz, decided he got caught, honestly, in the airport with his family and they were headed to Cancun, Mexico. Yes, that's right. And his pictures all over, they caught him. They caught him red-handed, I would say. They caught him red-handed. You got me red-handed. I think Ted Cruz des deserves to be our second guess of he did it to himself. He did it to himself. Listen, I'm not mad at him for leaving. i leave too if I had the bread, right? But the thing is, he's a, you a public servant. You know what I mean? You took that job to serve the public. You're supposed to be out there with him. And I get it. It's like, how can I help? If, my, if I'm fucked up out here, but what's ugly is I think they got text messages of his wife texting a neighbor or somebody, a friend that was like, listen, it's cold. We about to get up out of here. <laughs> Yo, it's hilarious, but it's not. But it is hilarious. The thing is this. If I was Ted Cruz, I, I just it's like he wanted to get caught. That's why I say he did it to himself, bro. It's like you just had a Texas mask on. You thought they wasn't going to notice you? Listen, if I was Ted Cruz... I'm going up in there with I'm masked up for sure, black mask. It ain't gonna, it not gonna be no Texas mask. That motherfucker gonna be black. Houston Astros cap, hoodie over my head, and shades over my eyes, and we flying first class. If we not flying first class, then we flying the jet. Like I'm not finna be out here showing. I'm not about to be out there. And if worst case scenario, if I have to ride main economy, like bro, I'm. 
Ain't nobody going to see my face except for the person at TSA security who tells you to take off your mask and show your face before you go through the security checkpoint, bro. They they would see me. They'd be like, oh, fuck, it's Ted Cruz. And we like, yeah, shut your ass up. Shut your ass up, bro. I'm gone. I'm out of this bitch. You know, get you some money so you can do it too. <laughs> but, yo, that's just me. That's just me. That's how I would move. That's just how I think that's how anybody would move. You know you're not supposed to be doing that, right? But... You know, now he getting shitting on. And, you know, what's interesting is this. You know, since we got Trump up out of here, um, since he's left, you know, he's been banned on all the social media. He's been quiet as a mouse. He hasn't even tried to come out, say nothing. He hasn't been forcing it, right? So, with that being said, all the spotlight is kind of on these other politicians right now, whether good or bad, right? AOC is getting a lot of good pub for being someone who's... You know what I mean? She's, yeah, she's donated, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But she out there. She on the front lines. I'm not sure really what Biden's been doing. I think he's been, I, I'm really, I'm not sure. I'm not even going to make no accusation of what Biden is doing because I just haven't been paying attention to him. I know he had a town hall meeting. I did not catch that. However, like I was saying, because Trump isn't in the media, the news doesn't really have much to talk about. And, you know, we didn't got past the impeachment trial, the second one. You know, so the politicians in the spotlight for either good or bad, right? And I would say this. It's like Ted Cruz. He probably didn't expect all this type of publicity on him. It's usually on Trump, right? Because best believe, if Trump was in office, they would have been on his ass. Like, straight up. I mean, we already know it. They would have been like, yo, he ain't he ain't saying the right shit. He ain't telling people he's sorry and he feels for the committee. Like, you know. You know, I'm not, I don't know. I do know, but I don't know. <laughs> Who am I, right? But, yeah, the media is on the politicians. And I would say beyond Ted Cruz, on the Democrat side, a politician that's taking hella negative press right now is Governor Cuomo. And for those who don't know about the Governor Cuomo situation, it's pretty much that it's come out and the FBI is investigating into this as well. And you know it's big when the FBI is getting in it. It was pretty much a data breach, I believe. And as far as the COVID case numbers that were being reported coming out of New York. And the thing is, those numbers and the data was being mishandled to pretty much pump up the narrative that New York was actually handling the COVID cases in the right way, right? So we already know when the when COVID hit, when everything shut down. Trump was pretty much the main person. He was the forefront. He was the face of the United States when it came to COVID. And, you know, I remember them talking about how bad New York got hit. I remember them talking about how bad uh, California got hit. And it did seem like at one point they were talking about New York had it handled. And it was like Como was everywhere. Governor Como was everywhere. It was kind of like they was trumping him up to become a hero. And what's even wilder is the man wrote a book. He wrote a book about handling COVID. Do I know the book's name? I don't know. But, like, I'm reading headlines and they're saying Trump man Como, a COVID hero, a nursing home scandal proves the honeymoon is over. Democrats need to reckon with the record of politicians on both sides of the aisle who have used Trump, the pandemic, and both, and or both, to elevate their profile. 
And they got Como looking pretty sad and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and it just kind of comes down to it's like there was older people who were getting tested and positive for COVID. And they were like, instead of being pushed away from the nursing homes, they was sent back to their nursing homes, which had the crazy spread of, you know, COVID within the nursing, com- the nursing homes uh, community. A lot of people died who didn't have to die. And then I guess I'm, what I'm guessing is that numbers weren't reported and accurate. But there's some pressure on these politicians right now. It's not about my opinion. It's some pressure going on. And I just thought because this is an current event, it's only right that we talk about it. And we're going to see what happens. So just keep your eyes out. You know, Ted Cruz eventually came back. Uh, we'll eventually forget about that. But the thing with the Como is a big one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if he stays governor after this one. And we'll just, hey, everything comes to the light. Every, anything done in the dark will always come to the light. Beyond that, speaking on COVID, Johnson & Johnson, their vaccine is about to be pushed out within a few days, what I'm hearing. It's about to obtain the emergency use authorization within a few days. Johnson & Johnson is a big boy. Johnson and Johnson is a big boy. That's a heavy hitter. And from what I'm, my understanding is that they're only going to require you to take one shot and not have to come back for a second follow-up shot. Within the drug manufacturing sector, they are the leaders in market share with 23.7%. That's in first place. Coming in second place is Eli Lilly and Company, and Corporation, Eli Lilly and Company. With 10.7, behind them is Pfizer with 10.6, you know, and then a bunch of others that just kind of get scattered in the mix. So that's a big boy. That's a big boy. We'll we'll be hearing more about that in the days to come. So let's talk about Trump. One of the things that I saw, not Trump specifically, but a topic related to Trump, which I feel like is important. The oversight board at Facebook will decide in the coming weeks whether former President Donald Trump should regain access to the platform or face a permanent ban. The reason why I report on this is because, you know, Bill Gates came out and said that a permanent Facebook ban on Trump would be a shame. So that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, Bill Gates has been everywhere, right? He just released a book about how to pretty much avoid a climate change disaster or catastrophe. I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but he just released a book. He bought, y'all know he bought up all that farmland in those rural areas. He's just been everywhere. He's been giving his opinion on a lot of different things. And I'm not sure if it's because, you know, the theories and the conspiracy theories that that have been associated with his name in 2020 have kind of trumped him up to be a celebrity again. Or if it's just like, or if his name is always weighed heavy. But I, out of all these years of me living, I don't remember Bill Gates' name coming up so much like how it has now. But basically his stance is he believes if Facebook continues to ban this man permanently, that you're going to see a polarization, a very divide when it comes to social media platforms. It's going to be like, well, this platform represents liberal. This platform represents conservative. And he believes that we shouldn't, that that can lead to disastrous effects later down the line, right? He believes that it's best for us to have constructive debates on one platform instead of polarized and... I would say 
groupthink on one application while groupthink on another side is happening there. I think because of that, it will lead to more misinformation. It will lead to more divide. And um, he did say, I mean, 73 million people did vote for the guy. Even though it wasn't a majority, it's still a very big number. So he just thinks that removing him off Facebook isn't the right move for Zuckerberg to do, being that he had 35 million followers. As far as Twitter goes, we're not sure how they're going to run that. Um, you know, remember I said that Jack Dorsey and them, you know, was playing a tricky game. And don't get me wrong, I don't say that Jack Dorsey, I don't say that to say that he's not intelligent. Jack Dorsey is super intelligent. I mean, the founder of Twitter, CEO of um, Square, anybody that knows Square is, Square is pretty much the company that owns Cash App. And they open, they all they own a multitude of things. But the best example I could give you guys is Cash App. When you guys send people money or receive money, when you check your bank statements, it's going to say Square. Yeah, that's Jack Dorsey. <laughs> that's Jack Dorsey for your hoe. You know what I'm saying? That's Jack Dorsey. Needless to say, I always thought it was playing a sticky game because while they was always fact-checking Trump, there's dictators on the platform. African leaders, dictators who have been oppressing their communities, their countries for years, decades even. But to Bill Gates' point, he feels like what more damage could he do in future tense than he had already done in the past, right? You guys let all that other shit back for four years slide. And then right two weeks before he's out, we get rid of him. And I get it. The Capitol riot happened, but it happened. It'd be one thing if y'all would have stopped him before, but y'all got to it after the fact. So he didn't get impeached. So it is kind of like, what we going to do? We going to keep a ban on the man forever? He going to pop back. Like I said, he going to probably pop back out like Takashi did and be all in your face again. You know what I'm saying? They both whores. <laughs> so they, they going to come out like that. But needless to say, you know, it's gonna, that's not my issue. That's not my battle to face. That's going to be for these corporations. So, yeah, that's politics. That's politics as usual. Let's kick it off with something more positive, right? Let's kick it off with a little bit more positivity. Let's do it. So the last thing I wanted to bring to you guys' attention in the final minutes of Flavoring Year episode 22 is I want to give a big shout out to my mentors, you know what I'm saying, to the people that are teaching me the game, the people that I'm studying the game from, the people that I got the game from, um, to the good boys that earn your leisure, Rashad and Troy. Because recently they just surpassed Dave Ramsey and all these other business podcasts as the number one business podcast rated on the Apple charts. It's been, that's amazing, right? That's amazing because I think Dave Ramsey held that position for about five years. So to see two black men come in, do their thing, really change the culture. Because I, to my understanding, nobody was teaching the game. Like, you know, they, they started off with Earn Your Leisure interviewing all types of people in different industries and then kind of came market mondays where i really feel like they took off with with market mondays because they was given the game on youtube like nobody i've seen done it before 
And the reason I say that is because before Market Mondays came around, I was looking to invest. I was on YouTube looking for people to follow behind. People would give you kind of basic information, just a little half-ass information. It's like they're not leading you to the lake. They just point in the direction where the lake is. And you kind of see it. You looking, you squinting. You can kind of see the lake, but now I really don't even know how big it is. Anya Leisure was grabbing your hand and walking you like, listen, I'm walking you in the direct. I'm coming with y'all to the lake. And I'm showing you what I'm doing. I'm showing you how big this shit is. Now, when we get to the lake, you can either take the boat, you can take the jet skis, you can take the yacht, you can take the cruise ship. It don't matter. But listen, while we walk into the lake, I'm going to teach you the different avenues that you can get there, right? I just painted the perfect picture. <laughs> just off the top like that, right? So... Since then, I've seen more people come out and more people come out and give out a helping hand. That's what we was talking on the last podcast. It's like, unless you guys are going to, if y'all going to boast, at least boast in a way that you helping. But, you know, we can't expect that from people. We are human. Um, I think I heard that the average human or it's natural for people to be selfish. So can't expect shit from nobody. So, But they've come and changed the game in the matter of like a year. And it's been through consistency, resiliency, and just network. And, you know, my boy, I was blessed and honored enough to hop on them early. My boy sent me a videos of them. And then just through watching their videos, I ended up becoming an EYL member. Kind of by mistake. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to do something else and ended up getting upsold and bought into the membership. The next day, regretted it like a motherfucker. Hated that I did it because it was a lot of money for me at the time. But since then, I've been super grateful that I've embarked in that journey. And I don't think I'm going to ever not be an EYL member. Even when I get everything and my own process and business in order, I don't see why I'm going to stop. And this isn't me trying to push them. I could definitely become an affiliate, you know, and make money by pushing them. But I'm not, I'm not making a dime from it. I'm just really trying to give them their roses while they're here and let the people know that. No matter what your journey is, look, I'm about to hop into teacher mode. No matter what your journey is, no matter what your passion is, we can't tell you the terrain of it. I can't tell you guys what it's going to look like. But as long as you can st- continue to stay consistent, continue to put your full effort into it, stay diligent, stay focused, you're going to see your product. You can have a bad product. You're going to see it get better. And that's with anything. I think the Social Proof Podcast once said, you could take 100 jump shots and only make one. But if you take 100 more, I guarantee you're going to at least make two. So I'll just say the earn your leisure example just to inspire people because we watched them kind of blow up within a year. And I don't think that's going to be everybody's case, but I've watched their product get better, turn from an average product into something, into a spectacular product. All I'm going to say is that can happen to any one of us, no matter if we stay up on our journey. I brought Kadeem on there, and he told you guys in the first year, he just started making bread, right? So we got the Kadeems, we got the Rashads, we got all these folks, the Danny Becks of the world. It's like this stuff doesn't come overnight, but as long as you continue with your core, continue with your mission, your core purpose in life, you're going to get better. Uh, You're going to get better. It's no choice, right? And you might look up and realize that I'm doing something that doesn't interest me no more. It's okay to walk away from it. Take a step back, breathe, 
and look into it and look into yourself to figure out what you really like to do. Um, I found myself doing that twice in life. You know what I'm saying? Originally, we started off doing clothes. We was doing a clothing line. Um, eventually, it came to a point where this doesn't this doesn't fit me. This doesn't fit my brand anymore, right? Had to walk away from it. Started doing video editing. That was cool until it got to a point where it's like I'm tired. I'm tired of learning this stuff. But I'm a novice in both of those industries, and I take that skills, those aspects of those. I take that knowledge with me and use it in the skill of creating this podcast and using it the skill of creating my own brand, expanding. Right, and the podcast isn't the end goal. The podcast is just one step to getting where we want to be, and that's ultimately is financial freedom, whatever that looks like. So, I just always knew I was gonna have a have a brand, and nobody else was inviting me to be a pie on a podcast. So I was like, shit, I'm gonna make my own. So that's where we have it, and you know, I appreciate those that are embarking this journey with me. And so I'm just, you know, I encourage anybody if you listening to this. To embark in your own journey or whatever journey that you're in, keep pushing yourself. Keep pushing yourself over to the um to the edge. Keep pushing yourself to the limit, and give yourself some time. Make sure you cross the line. Fuck the time it takes. Shout out to Nipsey. And yeah, man, that's that, man. So that's episode twenty-two of Flavor in Your Ear, hosted by your favorite co-host. If you haven't already, go and share this with anybody in your contacts. Let's push this thing out there, follow the Instagram, and go and check out all the different links that are clicked, that are connected to the link tree on the Instagram page, and it can lead you to so many more different things that we got pushing out. So, we got a lot in store. I'm excited to bring it to you guys, and yeah, we'll see what we can create. So, be safe out there. Peace. I'm back, bitch. Wise peace. It's safe to say, it ain't safe to say But I'm about to say a whole lot I'ma start by saying this though Uh, it's too dirty to play it safe I stay out the way Niggas get stuck in their ways Hey, I know it's okay, but one day You the big dog, you the shot call The tick off, the pill give a nigga withdrawals But the only thing I owe you on is money The proof is in the pudding She's nothing more than the cum rag So sad, you, you don't know the steps To get your hoe back She digging my style, she wanna give me clarity TTG when it come to getting a check, right? You better not hesitate, bitch, complete the mission, ho Get commissioned if you do that shit with a smile I hit a lick and I was smiling all the way home But it's been a long day, been a long week But we gon' fucking eat by any means